welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is uh, part two of episode 17. I know, like, the first part, it ended abruptly, but I think we hit the time limit on uh, the app that we use. But um, we're going to pick back up from where we started, where we uh, left it last night. I was uh, in the middle of discussing this article that I found interesting uh, from GQ magazine. It uh, comes from Pharrell, Pharrell Williams, the musician, uh, you know, cultural like icon, really, in music with the Neptunes, uh, N.E.R.D. He's from Virginia, so he's like right around the way. You know, um, and he's got like a major influence on like the culture. Like I, like I said, this article is from GQ. It's titled "Pharrell on Evolving Masculinity and Spiritual Warfare: Pushing the Masculinity Conversation Forward with One of Pop Culture's Most Influential Futurists." Now, at first, I'm like, okay. So he going he talks about he touches on masculinity and spiritual warfare. Now mind you, Pharrell um in the past has kind of he said some things that I found profound. Uh he called him I think he called himself New Black at one point, which I still don't I have to do more research on that term, but I've I've seen him use that before. So he and he's always been classified like his music has kind of always been like alternative to what is the norm. So he's got he comes with a different perspective. But the the cover of this and uh Monque, you you said you seen the cover? That was the first thing I saw and I you know, I didn't you know, I'm the type of person where I can see the shit for I see a lot of shit for what it is and I don't even really entertain it. But you know, this is definitely an interesting topic that we can drop some water on the audience about cuz I'm seeing I mean I'm halfway through the article right now and I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of, uh, this kind of has me triggered. I'm not even going to lie to you. Really? Yeah. Yep. Um, the, the, the cover of the mat, <laughs> he ain't, okay. He ain't, he ain't pulled like a, a young thug, like on the Jeffrey album. He's not technically, it's not a dress that he's wearing, but it's like a, it's like a long poncho. Like a a bubble jacket, like it's almost like he's a damn um I don't know what you call it. He it's it's interesting though. It's like a yellow bubble jacket poncho, and around him they have the words the new masculinity. I think the term that I think you want to say jester, like I guess yeah part, yeah he he yeah he. I ain't gonna say it's one. It's women. Well, I don't know if it's a woman's piece, but I don't know. It's something. You know, he's one of those fashion. He's one of those weird, like fashion dudes. Like he's like Kanye. He's like Young Thug. Like he's like he's he's not afraid to um bend the gender identity roles. Like with what he wears, sort of like what how Prince was with stuff that Prince wore, like or like a Davy Bowie, a, a David Bowie, um. But yeah, it's it's. I just looked at. It, I was like, "What?" I, you know, because I, I mean, I know he's already he's already out there with like his style and stuff. Whenever I see pictures of him, but that just took me for took me aback, and I was like, "Let me look at this article." And I'm just skimming through it. Uh, we're, we're just gonna go through it and talk about it because I haven't sat down and read read it fully. I've just skimmed through it. But here's one of the things I've seen, um, and this is directly from the GQ article on GQ.com. Uh, 
there were the the interviewer asked Pharrell, well, she said or he said there were gender fluid elements to the way you dressed long before it became a national conversation. And Pharrell uh, stated, it started with the I can pull that off thing. I wore a lot of Chanel and I wore tons of Celine. Like I got all the OG of Celine because they were clothes I could fit in. When you listen to yourself and you're comfortable in who you are, you wear what you feel like fits and looks right on you. And that's it. Now, there's another uh, quote from this uh, article right under this. The the um, the interviewer asked Pharrell or said something to him. She said, or he said, so what shifted for you that you realized you could carry a purple crocodile Birkin bag in 2007 or that you could show up to a, G- a GQ shoot in 2015 with a pastel Celine coat? At, that time, at the time, wearing even select pieces of women's wear was unheard of. And Pharrell stated, well, I'm ashamed to say it. It was an aesthetic choice first. I liked something and I put it on. Then the philosophy, uh, the philosophy came behind it. And I do have my lines. Like, I can't wear no skirt. <clears throat> Nor am I interested in wearing a blouse. That's not my deal. But things that are made for women that I feel will look good on me that I like, I will wear. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that's something we can, we can touch on real quick. So Pharrell is pretty much saying that he's not afraid to cross dress, but not to the extent of a young thug that will that actually will put on a dress. Um, or someone like Uzi who who hasn't put Uzi hasn't put on like a, a dress per se, but he's worn, I think, some women pieces and stuff. But both of them, I mean, you know, they seem comfortable with who they are. You know, Pharrell seems like the person type of person. He doesn't care what people think. But I think I I just found it interesting because he said he would never wear a skirt or a blouse, but he would still wear certain pieces from women's clothing. Um, See, I think I I wouldn't I would never wear something like that. I wouldn't. There was one time um, we had a wacky tacky day in high school and senior year. I never had dressed up. And I just decided my senior year, I was going to throw on some random stuff. And I just got some stuff from my sister. Like, I put on, like, her little, um, I, I put on, like, my dad's, uh, he had, like, this, this, uh, this country hat. And my, my, he had on, like, he, he used to wear these, uh, new balances that get dirty from cutting the grass. I, I put those on. I put on some old sweats. I put on some pants. And I put on this little jacket. My sister's, like, pink. Uh, jacket. That was the first time I think I've ever put on pink in my life. But I was just like, I don't, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to put it on. I put on that little jacket and I was just, you know, I was just looking crazy. And <laughs> my sister, I, I took her to school. I, I remember that day she got, she hurried up and got out of the truck. Damn. Yeah, she looked at me, she's like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, I remember it because it's like, I couldn't even, I don't think I even parked. It felt like she jumped out and hurried up and went to her class. I was looking crazy, but um, that's the farthest I went with ever wearing something like that, and that was for a particular thing. Um, I was just messing around with that, but I remember like my cousin, he went to um Goldsboro High School. They actually would have gender swap days, where dudes would actually dress like women, 
and then the women would dress like dudes. And I always thought that shit was weird. I was like, and some schools really still do that shit. I'm like, I was like, nah, I could never do that. You know, that's just not me. Like, I feel like there are gender rules, but now we're moving. Like we talked, we touched on before with the emasculation of uh, men, particularly black men. It is a real thing. It's not a conspiracy because you have people like for real. You have people like Young Thug. You have people like um, Uzi. That they, I mean, they might be they're they're well respected with their crafts. You know, I listen to uh, Uzi and Thug and stuff, but they're still promoting the agenda with it. You know, I seen something with Young Thug. I was listening. I was watching an interview he did recently, and uh, Young Thug was he got called out crazy when he first got onto the the rap game because. As you know, because I, I used to play it sometimes around uh, Monquay and some of the other people, and they're like, I don't really fuck with him because, like, he was really, he was saying some weird, like, he would call his, his homies his hubby, his, his bae, his lover. Like, he was just doing some extra shit. Like, and he would wear, like, you know, he wore dresses and shit. Um, but he toned, he's toned that down now. He's at, like, the biggest part in his career, like, point in his career now. He's, he's toned all that down. He was wearing fingernail polish. But he stopped doing that because he said this is what I found was interesting. He said he stopped doing it because he saw his son start painting his nails, too. And he realized at that point, he's like, "Nah, I got to stop doing this. He's like, you can't do that. But I was but he was doing it. So he didn't want his son to start picking up on that trade. And that just plays back into the the uh, emasculation factor, the emasculation uh, agenda that's going on. Yeah, he realized he sold his soul, and um, you know he matured, and, and you know he, he woke up basically. And I've, I've noticed that too about Young Thug. He's a lot more mature in his newer, in his uh, most recent interviews. Like he seems a little different. But to get back into this uh, article and to this, um, you know, this ridiculous. Um, uh, this is another attack on on not masculinity, but on the black on the um, indigenous uh, American male. Let me tell you why. Why does it always have to be our celebrities, our role models that have to do pieces like this? Why don't we see Jeff Bezos do anything like this? Why don't we see uh, Bill Gates do anything like this? Why don't we see Mark Zuckerberg do anything like this? Why don't we see any of... uh, Why don't we see anybody from really any of the other leaders from any other races who are openly masculine beings do these type of pieces? And the simple fact is this is straight warfare. He's talking about spiritual warfare because of the attack on the fact that trans transsexuals have to hide who they are because and most of us live in reality. We understand that a lot of this stuff has come from the mental conflict of people like him doing pieces like this. Right. Like my, people might not agree with that, but yeah, homosexuality and this... Let me take it back farther. And now you might not ever even you might be like, what the fuck when I say this? But you know, I'm I'm my ego is I'm not in my ego. I'm I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. I'm willing I'm willing to let people know and I'm gain more information and knowledge that I'm learning on a daily basis. And you know, me doing research about indigenous Americas, indigenous even in Africa and um in other countries in Australia. One thing I do agree with with these type of pieces, with the with the blurring of fashion 
one thing I do, I, I kind of agree with how with that we have to transform how we look at, at fashion. We do have to we do have to transform transform the way we look at fashion because when you go back and look at true ancient texts. And true, um, and I'm not talking about European text. I'm talking about what you can see. They were wearing They were wearing gowns. They were wearing gowns. They were wearing. They were wearing. I don't. I not necessarily purses, but they were wearing like satchels. They were wearing pearls. Here's the thing: the pearl for the for the Indian was like the pearls were the most valuable pieces of jewelry. And what do, what do they say? Pearls pearls are made for girls. Now, no, it was ancient kings and queens wearing decked out in pearls and gold, nose rings, earrings. So the way that what how they're going about it is incorrect because I think that they understand that a lot of it like gowns and a lot of these I mean ancient gowns that were all gold and different fabric and di so what they're saying is is what I mean what history shows is yeah we are looking at gender the way we look at gender roles when it comes to fashion is in inherently wrong but here's the thing they're playing. They know that a lot of us remember those times. You got to remember. I think reincarnation is really real. I agree. And spirituality is a motherfucker. And they understand that this is, they understand that the ancient king's wardrobe, which a lot of us were either kings or nobles in the past, in past lives or come from those, those same people. They understand that we did kind of wear gowns. We did wear, we, we wore pearls, we wore this type of stuff, but we understood the rules of, of why we were wearing that stuff back then. See, along the years, we lost the rules of what that stuff really meant, because those were ancient robes, those were ancient garbs, that shit had a meaning, that showed who you were. And they understand that that, that that is a part of our history, but they're taking, this is another way that they're taking our history and trying to brainwash us, and actually, they're trying to make it seem like they literally put. They literally taking how we how we really used to dress, but they're putting an actual role towards it. They're, they're they're actually putting today's current gender roles that were created by them towards and how we I, actually dress. I got a good segue right after this. You just gave me something I'm about to put into the notes, but I, I'm pretty sure you heard about it. But it's something I think we should touch on because it plays a factor into what you're talking about the gender roles. But uh, continue. Yes, yeah, a little bit more. Um, I want to go in on about this. You know, I, I, the big thing is why don't we see like, and I'm already talking about white males. We don't even see Hispanic. We don't see any, any other big, bigger celebrities from other races do anything like this because the, it's not about them. <laughs> the attack is not on them. The attack is on the brother. Period. Correct. Period. We live in a. This is a. This is a man. Like nobody wants to really think about this, and you know. People might not agree with this, but I'm really inclined to what I've been told and doing my research. This is a man's world. You in the moon for nine months, but where are you at before that? You in the mind of the man. We all come from light. This is why the sun is the biggest celestial fucking object in the sky. His, we wouldn't be able to live without it. His, sto his story. Like, I mean, like, the, people got to understand, like, this shit. And I'm going to go back. I'm going I'm to add this, too. And I had to think, rethink how I looked at this shit. And like I said, everything has a meaning behind it. I started to realize why they call pit, like why they call um, why they call guns dicks. Why is so, that? What does the pistol really resemble? The if you look at the archetype of a of a regular pistol, it looks like a black man's phallus. So the pistol was created to equalize the real power of the black man. 
A black man's phallus. If you, that's if you interesting. That's what it. That this that's their dick. That's how that's that's who the, who the one come at the arm at the arm of, of, of a motherfucking pistol. We do by each other by the by the police. That was their equalizer. That is their equalizer to offset the real power that we have. So that's where see all this shit is a spiritual ploy, spiritual warfare on us, dog. Like it's all levels to this shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, I think really, really the the big thing was I. Oh, and the, another thing with this article, this is the last thing um, that I'm seeing so far. I noticed with this article, of course, it's a fashion magazine, and yeah, they're going to promote. They're going to promote, you know, pieces. I'm not, I'm not uh, against them promoting these pieces, but who the fuck is this nigga to tell me about fashion? Like, really, who, who is GQ to tell me about fucking fashion? Who is Pharrell to tell me about fashion? Because what I'm looking at is. Just because you got on the $8,814 Ralph Simmons jacket don't mean that that shit is real fucking fashion, my nigga. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we've yeah, gotten to those debates, like, on the regular, you know, because um, you'll see people, you go out and stuff, you see people wearing all these different types of uh, high-end fashion brands, but they don't, but you can look at them and tell they still ain't got no swagger to them. They ain't no. got no, they ain't got no style. They, they putting all this money into these clothes to, you know, try to impress people, probably and trying to, you know, impress women. But it's not about the clothes that makes the man who the man is. You know, a dude that could that could be wearing some damn uh some 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 fucking sweats can probably have more style than you. If it's just about how you carry yourself. And you know, that gets into like the hype beast type stuff, uh, the hype beast culture that you see. With uh, these people, these uh, kids and stuff, buying all these expensive clothes, trying to be fresh and stuff, but that's not what makes that's not what makes style. Now look yeah. at, let me add in. I, you know, heard me say it before, and I'll say it again. These niggas go out and drop their whole bag on a, on some Gucci just to go to the club and get they get all get their bitches taken from a nigga to get all his shit from Goodwill and motherfucking play those closet. TJ Maxx, Ross, <laughs> uh, Marshalls. Those stores, you can find a nice fit for like less than fifty dollars. Like, you know, I still rock with that. And yeah, I can afford. Now I'm in a position I can afford to go to these places. I've I've been in Saks uh, Saks Fifth. You know what I'm saying? I've been in there. I could buy some stuff. You know, but most of the time I look at it, I'm like, this stuff is just so overpriced. Because you can find a lot of this quality stuff at, like you said, um, these uh these thrift shops. You can find a lot of nice stuff there for the sheep. And you know what? One thing I want to add is all I see is just uh, promotional, and I see all these European and Spanish names. Like these niggas are not the authority in fashion. Get let's get the shit right, my G. Like right. another thing, another thing that I got from this article that just popped in my head. This is proving this shit. These this is this is letting the the higher ups are letting. This is another level of spiritual warfare that they that they're trying to get us. They letting you know that you have no room in our fashion world unless you are going to do, unless you're going to put your masculinity on the line. Now, this is why I feel like people like, they give people like Kanye a hard, uh, they fear Kanye, one, uh, when it comes to the fashion industry. And two, this is why, this is, I don't understand, like, where, I don't get this shit. Like, said, I, don't get I mean, he, Kanye is taking over, bro, like, 
I seen that interview he did with Big Boy, which I think he he dropped a lot of gems in that interview. He said that Yeezy is valued at $3 billion right now. He's going to be a billionaire off of that. He well, said that Yeezy is probably, I think he said that Yeezy is the most out of brands like Jordan, uh, Off-White, Nike. Yeezy is like the most uh, searched brand in the world right now. Like he he knows what he's doing. And, and the thing is, is he's been he's been preaching this for years that this is what he was going to do. You know, and now these fashion people have to respect him. And he's, you know, he's branching out and he's trying to do other things like building affordable housing for like homeless people and stuff like that. But they and then buying land in places you never hear people buy land in fucking Wyoming. Well, and all also, places. another reason why he's buying land out there is because that's where um, that's where some of the most uh, highest levels of natural resources are, too. Where? Like, you can literally live off the land out there. Like, you can live off the land in different areas in the United States, but specifically out there, you can. There's a lot, a lot of oil out there, too. And there, the one uh, last thing before we move on from this uh, article I, I was thinking about. um, You know, fashion, it's not, I mean, you can, to, to me, you can take risk with fashion and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you if you feel comfortable in what you're wearing, you you wearing it. But for me, there's certain things I'm not gonna do, which is wear a dress or a blouse, something like that. I've worn long t-shirts, yeah, but I've never worn like no a dress or no blouse or anything. I've worn slim pants. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. I mean, I remember back in like uh, 2000, mid 2000s. You know, everybody wearing baggy clothes, triple X, double X t-shirts and shit. And then out of, I remember wearing that type of stuff. And I was thinking, I was like, man, I don't even really rock with this like this. And people were sagging and stuff. Like I was, I was more into wearing tapered slim shit at that time, but I was fit trying to fit in. And I remember this dude, uh, that I went to school with, uh, shout out to rock fresh. Um, I remember during that time, the, like the late 2000s, around like 2009, he came back to my uh, school because he he went to a different middle school and then he came to the high school. And I remember everybody was still on the baggy, you know, baggy clothes and shit. This dude came in with skinnies. Like he came in with like a, a tight like T-shirt, like skinny, skin tight pants. And people at first, yeah, people were roasting him and stuff, you know, making fun of him and stuff. But over time, they ex- accepted him. Because he was still, he still held his own. He wasn't a, he wasn't a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like people were clowning him, but it was his personal, it was his expression. You know, he was on that punk rock like, aesthetic and people mm-hmm. at the time didn't get it. But years later, you see people dressed like that all the time, you know? So he was kind of ahead of the curve in terms of like with culture and stuff. And that was during like the jerk era, the jerk movement. So it's not, I mean... You could take risks with fashion shit. I remember wearing, when I first got, like, a shirt that got, like, flowers on it. I thought that shit was gay. Now I don't care. Now I'll wear, like, a pink shirt if I feel, if I think I, if I like the design on it. I'm Because I'm comfortable in who I am. I'm comfortable in my masculinity. I'm going to say it like this. and I'm going to say this. And it's another thing I got to say right after this to kind of end, end the, um, to clear up and to finish up my statements when it comes to this article. <laughs> my mindset is when anytime I leave the house, I'm I'm dripping better than any nigga or bitch out this, out this motherfucker. 
like, like that's my thing. Like, I don't, that don't mean I'm wearing no dress, but that means I got my own style and my own fashion. When I leave the house, everybody gonna be looking at me. All the bitches and the niggas, they gonna be like, that nigga dripping. Like, for real. That's how I'm looking at this shit now. And I got my own thing. Like, I like to be comfortable. I don't really like tight clothes, but I don't like baggy clothes, too. Like, you know, I got the own, my own thing. I'm, I'm, you know, still figuring out what makes me the most comfortable, but I damn sure don't really see the reason for me why I would want to wear anything super tight or a dress. Right. So I don't really, it's, it's to each his to each own. And also, um, back to just a little bit about the Kanye situation. I think at the very beginning, they, they respect Kanye, but here's the problem that these, here's the problem that these fashion icons, they, this is what they get. They get that they are really irrelevant. Like they, in, in a real reality, they're irrelevant. Where did where did these motherfuckers come from? People don't even know who who really owns Gucci. People don't even know who these people really are it's because a lot of this shit is yeah. They, they stole they stole this shit. They from they, black they, from black people. A lot of it you exactly. Know? They don't want you to. They don't. They don't want if you are a threat. Which Kanye West? I'm gonna tell you why Kanye West and any hip hop artist or any entertainer, any indigenous melanated athlete is a threat to them is because them niggas really matter they got a other platform besides a clothing line that got this clout over the years and that's why they didn't even want to set the precedent they wanted to block kanye out because what kanye will do is shift the whole minds the whole mind frame he will shift the whole mind frame of fashion and i agree he would, he would open up the floodgates just imagine if we had i mean honestly if 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 Kendrick Lamar had a motherfucking fashion line, he he would. If 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 they go, if if all these celebrities, if LeBron James had a real fashion line besides some shit connected with Nike, like just them having that platform, if they would have actually put their mind to just fashion, man, that would we would we would eliminate all we would eliminate a motherfucking Chanel, a Rolex, bro. Think about all that shit. uh, think about um, if a uh, old dude from uh. If Damon John didn't didn't sell Fubu for us by us, man, that was a different time. That was Even a black. That was a black owned brand by, and the founder was a black man. You know, he he ended up selling the uh, the brand, I believe. But still, that was important. You know, people, uh, even stuff like Sean John, you know, st- uh, from uh, Diddy. You know, that's important that we have our own people in our community doing this because we're the ones that we're the ones that set the trends anyway you know what i'm saying that that dude damon john he became a billionaire off of a bro that era was like a spark in the timeline that wasn't even that that long see how how fucking fast that nigga got money off that shit yeah that they were scared of that shit they was like oh no we can't let these niggas nah hell no that to nip it in the bud even back then when we had fubu and fat farm and sean john all that yeah mecca yeah and nietzsche yeah. Um, uh, the one. What's the one with the rhino? The um. Uh, you talking about uh Echo? Echo, Echo. Echo by Mark Mark Echo. Uh, Rock Aware, which was you know Jay Z. Man, um, that was when we really had DMX with uh Rough Riders. You know, it's yeah. it's a lot. We literally had a culture. We had a fashion line, and they seen the power that that shit had in that in such a little in a, in a short window, and they saw that power, and they said, like, "Oh hell no, we got to stop this shit." This is why they give true fashion. Fashion icons like our Kanye West, who uh, I mean, I I don't agree with all the stuff, all, all the actual pieces that he creates, but I agree I, with his mind. I, his yeah, his, I, his go ahead. I'll say this: his um, 
his shoes are are taking over, bro. Like his shoes look fire, bro. Yeah, he Them last ones look good. Yeah, he's he's only getting better with the designs now. As far as the clothes, that that shit looks like some slavery uh, attire. But I think that's the point. I, I haven't seen anybody really wear his clothes, but I've seen people wear his shoes. I think it's only a matter of time before people might start really rocking with his clothes. You know, he's going through this different, um, this spiritual enlightenment where, you know, he's, he's, he's converted to uh, Christianity and that's what he's moving. He just dropped a, a Christian, a gospel album, uh, Jesus is King. And he's going to drop another one on, on Christmas called, I think Jesus is born or around that time period. So he's got, a he, he says a lot of shit that people don't agree with, but he's he still knows how to draw people in. You know, I'm yes. not saying that he's using the he's using religion to do that, because I mean he might really be finding himself through religion, but he he knows how to keep people wanting more from him. You know, and his clothes, yeah, it looks like some slave type attire, but I think he did he I mean he said he did that on purpose. That was the point. Cause he was trying to it's uh, he was trying to be anti um establishment he was trying to not be what these high-end brands are doing yep. with these weird clothes and but he's selling his clothes at the same prices as them and he he had a line and a lot of people are like why are you selling your clothes so expensive like why are you selling a white t-shirt for a hundred dollars and he he had a line on his new album where he he pretty much was saying um he he was how he was in debt and stuff at one point and how IRS like Yeezy made over a billion dollars, but IRS took half of that. So he got and he was angry and he was like, so I have to charge my I have to charge more on my clothes at the end of the day because to make the money, you know, to to make more make more back on the profit because of how much money is taken away through IRS. Um so yeah, bro, it's it's uh it's it's interesting uh how how his mind works. But yeah. He's he's See what he says. He talks and he talks in riddles. He's so far ahead of people. He's so far ahead of the masses when he speaks, and people can't accept it. I'll tell you right now, we did it before. I think we did it last year when we went back and looked at that 2016. I think it was the 2016 breath, the Breakfast Club interview. Yeah, and it's like you can I, you can go turn that shit on right now. And you'll find something new in 2019. Yeah, because you, you, a lot of us we couldn't understand what he was saying at that time because he's so far ahead, and I can kind of see what he's doing. I feel like a lot of what he's doing with this fashion, y'all can understand that. I mean, they're going to tax him a lot more anyway. Um, and, and, see, who he is. and even like Lonzo, uh, uh, LeVar Ball, people were up in arms about him charging like $400 for his shoes. But that's genius at the end of the day. You, you go and buy these Gucci's for like $500, but you, you, won't, you don't want to support a black-owned brand? Right. That, uh, Master P doing the same thing. Master P, he's a... He's he's got his high end shoes that he's coming out with, I believe. He's charging at like four hundred, five hundred dollars. Set but, the whole precedent Kanye did. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, Kanye's making his shoes more affordable over time. He said that was the point. It was going to start at a limited stock, but he eventually he's going to get it to where he can have it everywhere, so everybody can afford them if they want them. But and then look look at uh, somebody took a different approach with that, like Al Harrington. Uh, Stephon Marbury, they had their shoes for the low, and people used to clown that shit. I remember, but then there were certain pe- Marbury. Yeah, people not, nah, but there were certain people that would wear them because I was like, yo, I mean, these shoes ain't bad. Like these shoes look, you know, solid. 
but you people play basketball in them really to, to be honest. But them shits is them shits is pretty. Some of them, is but, but they took a chance with that though. They could have mm-hmm. easily charged like two hundred dollars for them shoes, but instead they wanted to make something affordable. But it's it's like our mind is so conditioned to to what's uh what's was high end like we think everything that's high priced is the best and a lot of these brands we're buying are not even associated with black people at all or for the culture really you know they try they try to stray away from us you dilute the brand yeah you when you actually are so they do these antics they do these antics with like the um the the h&m shit the gucci shit with the the black uh ski mask they do this type of shit to get us to go away from the brand so they can they can build back up their name, you know, get back in the good graces of the 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 uh, white following that they have, so to yeah. speak. It's a double edged sword, and it keeps the it keeps the um, the Negroes away, but it, it's a it's a signal call to the to the uh, inherently racist billionaires who probably really didn't who really probably stopped wearing that shit. H and M, yeah, H and M isn't even a, a high end brand. Fuck H and M, but yeah, Gucci I, I though, haven't shopped at them. I haven't shopped at H and M in like six six years. It was way before the monkey shit. I ain't never really liked H and M just because of the prices. Yeah, I'm, my mindset in fashion is a nigga that is either create your own shit if you if you create your own clothes or you um you you piecing that shit together off of how it looks, regardless of the price and. Honestly, another layer to it, my, my view on fashion is thrift store hunting because here's the thing. I feel like it's not more powerful than wearing another, than, than going to a store, to a thrift store, and you picking out some clothes that another man said, oh, or another woman said, oh, I don't like this, I don't look good in this, or I can't rock this. They Ain't nothing more powerful than you going into a thrift store, getting some shit that's second owned that somebody initially felt that they couldn't rock, and you turning that shit into a real drip. Man, that uses that. That means your vision and your mind is on a whole another level. You don't want like, you the one that's got the the real uh, style. Cause like I noticed, bro. Like sometimes we we would go out and stuff, and I'd be, you know, you everybody has those times where they know they just got some fresh shit. You know, so it might be some name brand shit, some Jordans or some shit, or um, a fresh ass polo, and you like, oh yeah, I'm about to kill them tonight. You know, you you be waiting for that compliment. But sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't come. Sometimes you might, your friend might get complimented. You looking at them like, I mean, like this shit ain't even name brand. Like not mm-hmm. trying to hate or nothing, but look at what I got. My shit clean as fuck. Nobody complimenting me. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not about. Again, I don't know how much I can stress that. It's not about the brand at the end of the day. It's about you. If you look cool and whatever, you could look like a fucking homeless man. You know what I'm saying? But if you got swagger to you. Women are going to come. They're going to want to talk to you. People going to come up to you. You know, if you just over there in the corner, you know, got your off-white on, you know, got the Yeezys on, you know, got your a sweat a sweater around your hips and shit, thinking you are, <laughs> you flying shit. Bro, <laughs> niggas just going to look at this. Like, look at this old goofy, try-hard-ass nigga. Like, Supreme fanny pack. <laughs> Supreme fanny pack and shit. You got your purse on and shit, thinking you fly. Like, like nigga, look like, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, and high, other hype beats gonna big you up, but most regular people like it's like, bro, you trying to or bro, you I'm know? looking at I'm looking at this nigga's watch and I'm like, bro, that's that's 10 G's I could have threw into some stock right there, my G. Like what? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like, you serious? Like, damn, that's some that's some forex money right there that, with the, how much you paid for that hat. Come on, bro. You still ain't really fucking. Come on, dog. Like, yeah. 
it don't even make sense to me, man. But yeah. I, I will say, I wanted to add, uh, I wanted to do it at the beginning. Man. I was thinking about this last night when I was talking about, I was being hypocritical in the last episode. And you guys, you, you'll, you'll probably check it out and call me out and definitely call me out if I'm being hypocritical um, because I'm going to correct myself at all times. Uh, when I, and I was being divisive too, talking about the $5 Indians. Um, you know, and the, re- the reality is that's still incorrect because at the end of the day, these people that are still on these reservations to this day, it ain't, the, it ain't their fault that, because here's the thing, these people are still related. They're more closely related to us than anybody else. They're still our people, but they, a lot of them were mixed in. Um, a lot of them don't associate themselves with us either. They, they don't, but we also got to understand at the end of the day. This is more working of the government. The government saw them as a, as a, they used them as a way to infiltrate us. But at the end of the day, they have our blood too. So we got to, I got to stop being divisive and using that type of term. Though I might not agree with the fact that they are still using, they're using their, they're using my heritage to, to benefit off of it. A lot of them can't control how they are born. They still have a lot of our DNA, a lot of our original DNA within their bloodline so i we can't i can't be divisive and, and and use a derogatory term towards people who really are like my brothers and sisters somewhere along right the line. We, right i mean so like, i do and, apologize for that yeah yeah like um again like you said coming up that used to be the the shit people always be like oh okay you got that good hair you oh you got that indian in you like nigga you're not indian you black you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not knowing that more than likely, yeah, you probably do have some Nate because you are indigenous, you know, unless you're fresh off the boat or something like that. First, second generation from like Africa or um, South America or the Caribbeans or something like that. But more than likely, yeah, yeah, you do have uh, Native American because you are Native American. You know what I'm saying? And you look at us and look at a Native American, you can see similarities. You know what I'm saying? Or a quote-unquote American Indian, what they, they call them. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a, a good time to uh, jump to another topic. I'm about to send you this picture before we uh, talk about it. Okay. But um, I just thought this was interesting because I, you know, I'd be on, like, Instagram sometimes. I'd be up there rolling. Like, I, I'd be on, like, the shade room. And I, it, that's, like, the funniest shit to me is, like, the shade room. Um, and they had posted this and I was just like, ah, here they go again with this, uh, some more BS, but let me see if I can copy that. Now I'm going to take a screenshot. All right. So what I'm referring to, and he, he made headlines earlier this year is, uh, Billy Porter, Billy Porter. I think it, it, it's a great uh, time to jump into this, going right after the, the masculinity uh, topic. Billy Porter made headlines earlier this year because he went to an award show and he wore a dress. Now, Billy Porter is a, um openly homosexual man, black man. You know, he's a he's an actor and he like he stars in. I just sent it to you. He stars in um, this show called Pose. P-O-S-E. It's like a, I, I don't know, like the premise of it. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. This is what I'm going to do more during the episodes is I'm just going to be on the computer talking at the same time because it helps. Yep. 
Pose is a, a dance musical that explores the juxtaposition, just the juxtaposition of several segments of life and society in New York. Um, and he he uh, stars in that. But I there's recent news with Billy Porter is that he is gonna be starring in what is to be uh what is called the um the new live action Cinderella movie. So I'm like, okay, okay. They, you know, they're going to do another Cinderella movie. You know, um, if I'm correct, Cinderella, is that a Disney property? Let me look and see real quick. Uh, Disney did. Yeah. Disney. That's a Disney property. And as y'all may know, Disney has been doing a lot of live action remakes. Uh, the Lion King. They got a lot of subliminal shit and all that shit, dog. Oh yeah, yeah. The Lion King, Aladdin, uh, Maleficent. Maleficent actually is a character from uh, the Sleeping Beauty. So if people didn't know who that was, and now they're gonna do another version of uh, Cinderella. Oh, they're also doing the Little Mermaid, which uh, they they have the the um, black actress uh, singer Chloe uh, Halley. Let me damn. We're getting sidetracked, but I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Um, what I oh. what I, what I'm what I'm seeing so far, um, this Chloe Chloe uh, Bailey, um, she's a singer, young sister. You know, she's gonna play the role of Ariel, which I I think is dope. But back to the point of Billy Porter, because I I know I'm uh, going in circles. He's gonna play. Uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, who is the fairy godmother to Cinderella. And I just sent you the, the screenshot of um the character. And I just I looked at it and I was just like, man, I was like, what in the fuck? Like, you know, like it's one thing he could have just, I mean, I wouldn't have, you know, had no issue with it. If I mean if he was just playing like the fairy godfather, sure, you know, but the fairy godmother. Come on, bro. Like, there's there's layers to that. But what were you going to say? Just being rhetorical, because I know why it's making headlines, but I think really what we got to do at the end of the day, like, because this, this, this dude has played out, in my opinion. Like, this shit, like, I'm t- I don't, like, I don't even know who he is. Look, he just came out of nowhere, it felt like. I don't like, even I just, know, exactly. I, I just remember seeing him in that dress, and it, it made headlines. And, oh, he's, he's in a... Um, homosexual like partnership, but you can clearly see this is the fucking problem I have. And like, why I don't take no, I don't take no bullshit from a motherfucker that called me a bigot. It's because you, you know, you're not as smart as me. You're not seeing this shit the way I'm seeing it. This motherfucker's in a homo homosexual relationship, but you can clearly see the gender roles within their relationship. Yeah, the white man with a white man with a white man. This mother, even when he was in his dress. He was, that man, his partner was dressed more like a motherfucking man than he yeah. was. And that, that's yeah. still showing you that generals are are real. And I'm sitting up here like, okay, yeah, I mean, I understand that they're saying, you know, Billy Porter is courageous for doing, I'm, I don't understand that, but I can see I don't know why. how it's, I don't know how it's courageous, but. I, I'm, I can understand in their mind how they can, how they, they say this is courageous because, you know, that's, that's a part of the, the agenda is the, you know, really, the part of the agenda is to celebrate somebody who's not really courageous while, you know, disenfranchising and shitting on a real black male who has the big ass target on his head, stomach and back, 
who has to take care of his whole fucking family, who's really exhibiting traits of true, true, true courage and masculinity. This is the whole point behind this shit. This nigga's not doing anything for our community to help our motherfucking community out. But yet, the, the powers that be are, are calling him courageous because this motherfucker is dressing in a dress. Yeah, he's courageous in their eyes because he's doing the same. He's doing. He's promoting their agenda. That he's promoting. Exactly. They love it. They eating it up. They, they love it. They yeah. love. They love to see a a, a, a gay black male. Wow. You know, sat, sashaying all over the place, voguing. They love seeing that. And I, I know one thing. He's known for being in a relationship. For he he's known for being in a homosexual relationship and then the dress shit. His partner was. Is, I don't, I'm not doing the research right now, but I remember reading the article when the dress shit came out. And his partner, I, I think, was is more famous. He like Billy Porter is known as being this guy's husband or whatever. Yeah, uh, Billy Porter. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Billy Porter is an actor. His husband is a uh, second word, second line. <laughs> second, hold on. You see what I'm saying? Like it's, it's like his, it, it goes from him being an actor to his husband. Like he's known for who he was, who he was in a relationship with. My 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 question is why is why does it why isn't he dressing in a dress? Why isn't he the courage one, the courageous one? Whenever he's homosexual, also, why does it got to be uh Billy Porter? Like you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's because it's all this shit's got a, a message and an agenda behind it. I mean, they're trying to break these the again these gender roles and saying that it's okay if a man believes that he's a woman. That he can, in, in a sense, become a woman and be more of a woman than an actual, a natural born woman. You know that that's what it's uh that's what it's coming down to. And I'm um, a, I'm a, I'm gonna add this as a as a I don't I'm trying to get rid of the term black and I'm trying to you know alter the way I say uh nigga also um. But we got to understand, like, when, when will we wake up and understand that this shit is all about us? We got to sit up here and deal with the prison industrial complex. We got to deal with being gunned down by, here's the, they, I think an article was just released saying the number one cause of death within our, within um, black males under the age of 30 is actually police brutality. So we got, we got to deal with prison industrial complex being institutionalized, getting locked up for ridiculous crimes. Um, being the victims of actual warfare, of violence, um, not amongst just ourselves, but amongst other people. We got to deal with the fact that we can't be openly masculine beings, Even which I understand for so long that white men ruled this society, and this was a white man's society, but it never was a black man's society. So if you're a black male and you love your masculinity, you shouldn't be attacked for that. And now, yeah. we gotta, now they, they come out with this homosexuality shit. But here's the... Oh yeah, I just wanted to interject real quick. <clears throat> I, I think this is important what you're saying. Um, women look at men a lot of day, a lot of times. You hear us saying here and there about alpha male, beta rail modes, uh, roles that men play, or hell, even a fucking omega role. Which I don't. If you if you want to be that shit, woo, you know you can just go somewhere in the corner. And just be to yourself because that ain't it, chief. Mm. Um, but a lot of women today say men are sensitive or emotional, acting like women. But then they'll sit around and they'll be the first ones to support 
this type of uh, shit. They'll be the first ones to support this transgender um, movement. They'll be the first ones to support Billy Porter wearing a dress and becoming a fairy godmother. Like, I'm looking at the shade room <clears throat> filled with black women. This is a hit at all women, but I'm talking to black women specifically. They're the first ones to support this shit. And then they'll turn around and say, ah, oh, he not being a man. You know, he's being, he acting feminine. But you be the ones that be supporting this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it don't, it don't, it's a fucking contradiction. They under you know? they under attack too. And this, this is where this is where I agree with them where the black male gotta get back into the household because we all we both under attack. And the attack that they under is that they think they have a seat at the SJW table. See, this is society has made the black woman think that she matters in this society. And the way that the way that they made her think that she matters is by attacking her own man. So now they think they that they, they think that these Caucasian and these Asian and these other women, they think that they are friends, that they like them. A lot of these bitches are jealous of you. But you done fell into the trap that they want you to fall into. And that I'm glad you said it, because that was gonna be the like the fifth point that I was gonna add. The the fifth the, the fifth level of uh, warfare to against us that I was gonna add is the attack that we have against us on our own women. It's five things. I mean, it's it's prison industrial complex, police brutality homosexuality, vaccinations, and the avert per- poisoning of our people and the attack from our own women. Do you see these are the tools used to keep to keep the real power that you have neutralized, which is the fact that you can have sex with any woman on this planet and change their bloodline. Understand this. So we gotta, we gotta start eliminating some of this shit because this is like, this is the reason, man, I said, I, I said like this, man. Do you imagine how many of us of a, of, a, of, a, of true alpha males are locked up in jail right now, bro? The prison is filled with up with just imagine if all them niggas is out here. It's crazy, man. They wouldn't be able to control us, bro. These niggas motherfucking making guns in jail. These niggas, bro. Them motherfuckers. There's a reason why they locked up. Let's 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 get it right. A lot of there's are, a there's a reason why niggas like or not niggas. Excuse me, brothers. Like Mumia Abdul Abu uh, Abdul Jamal are, is locked up. You know, there's a reason why people like um, God damn, what what's his name? Uh, the one in Atlanta that was making the the pyramids. Malachi York. There's a reason why Malachi York is locked up because they know that these these type of dudes they possess that power, like you said, that power to change. The, not just uh, the U.S., but to change the world. They realized that. They didn't kill him, but they did the, the, the thing that they could do. The second thing they can do, which is try to break them, destroy their mind by keeping them in locked in uh, a cell for the rest of their natural-born uh, life. You know, b- behind four walls, keep them in solitary confinement for years at a time to make them go crazy because they know how powerful their mind is. They got to do something to try to break them, but they can't break them, you know? And that, but they, there's ones that they, they, they see that they, they wouldn't be able to break by doing that. They already been in jail. So they kill them like a Malcolm X. Then there's ones that they see will follow protocol, but then snap out of it at the end, like MLK. And then they'll kill him. You know, um, 
So, man, yeah, like you said, dude, I just, I just wanted to add that, like, there's so many brothers that think like us that's locked up right now. And like you said, if we were out, I mean, if they were out, uh, rather, this shit would have been flipped on its fucking axis by now, this country. They know more about us than a lot of us know about ourselves. And that's, that's why a lot of times I know of personal stories of, bro, uh, uh, um, legends that I, that I grew up with instead of call, instead of old heads, I like to call them legends because a lot of them, I mean, yeah, we might we might have been blessed with the internet and we might know a little bit more in certain categories than a lot of our ancestors, but you know, they, they got the they got the experience and you, you can't get experience except for you know living life. But I know of one personally that was um he, he tells me a story of how they planted drugs on them. I know two people personally that that were the era of the Clinton. Uh, were the victims of the Clinton era, which we don't really talk about that, but had drugs planted on them and got, had to do 10, 15 years for some shit that wasn't even theirs, that they couldn't prove that shit. That shit is so cringeworthy now that I look back on people saying Bill Clinton was the first black president. And I'm he, just like, he's bro. actually one of the worst presidents that we ever had. The super predator shit is real, dog. Like, yeah. you know, we people, we people really waking up and understanding that. This shit, this is it's, it's layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers to this shit. We've been like we literally been sleepwalking the last two thousand years, more so the last four hundred to five hundred years. We've been literally sleepwalking, and we are waking up now. We waking up now, and like that's why now all hell about to break loose. This shit is gonna get this shit gonna get crazy, but it's going it's it's, it's a reason why it's got to get like that because we finally waking up. To the fact that it's so many different layers to this shit, like it's so many different layers and so many different cat, so many different levels that we are finally able to have the consciousness to, and the vision to actually see. Oh, that shit ain't right. That shit. Oh, I've been lied to. Oh shit. And, and let me ask you. Let me. Let me. I want to add this. Uh, something else just popped in my head that I wanted to add a couple podcasts ago. That I. This is going. That's rhetorical, but. Why is it, why can you you um, obtain a felony or commit a felony if you decide to not have your kids in school? Don't you think that that's a problem? That's forcing them to, to, um, to learn their history, the European perspective, as opposed to homeschooling, which I, I do want to homeschool my kids, but I've seen people say that it's difficult. They make it extremely difficult to do that. They do because the biggest thing, see the school, the indoctrination system of the of the school is where all this system is basically taught. We taught to be we taught we with the mindset in general of school is to teach you to be an employee, which nothing wrong with having a job. I'm I got I'm an employee, but my mindset is beyond being working at this job for 40 years. Right. My mind slowly but surely understanding that. Oh damn! It's a whole other mindset out there. Instead of this mindset of being a good worker, being to work on time, nah, it's a whole other mindset where I can be thinking about creating shit. I'm be, I'm, mindset. I'm gonna be real, bro. Like I'm never on work uh, to work on time. I'm late all the time. I'm late every fucking day, and they don't say a goddamn thing to me they, because I come in there and I do what I'm supposed to do, and I'm out. good at what you do. <laughs> exactly. If you're good at what, see, that's what the, it's they, my mind. It's it, 
black people as a whole, bro, we move on a different time anyway. It's like my body like, nah, don't get up here. Because like, you know it's really important. But see, when you really firm about that shit and you good at that shit, they respect that shit, bro. Yeah. They actually respect that shit because it's a lot of motherfuckers that ain't had a courage that you and me got. That's a lot of people that's been there for 40 fucking years. They never under they never they never had the they never had the tools and they never were, you know, given the culture the um the mindset of thinking beyond the job. So they 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 like actually like that shit. Some of them are jealous, but a lot of them respect that shit because you kind of giving them another energy of damn, I can get the fuck up out of here. Like I can like I why why I've been here for 40 fucking years? Like you do that. Yeah, don't, don't stay here for 40 years. Exactly. And it's like another thing with that, um, is that we just like I had touched on it in part one um last night. You know, we at work we were going over the new healthcare uh program or coverage for 2020. And one of the things is is they got the PPO coverage where you have to pay like a copay for office visits, uh, doctor visits of like $25. But then you got the uh, HDHP, which I'm pretty sure you're aware of both of those. And HDHP is where you don't uh, necessarily have, um, I don't think you, you don't have a copay, but you get for what you, you get what you pay for. <laughs> so saying like, say like um, you only go to the doctor's office for once in a year. Like I just go for annuals, annual checkups usually. Um, the rest of the month, you have the HSA account, the uh, health savings account, which is like a thousand dollars or five hundred to a thousand dollars. You can use that money for that one visit, and uh, you can allocate that and and add that to other things. Like add that to more of your savings, like maybe to like your four hundred one k or something like that. The money left over. But say if you had to get surgery or something, then you're going to be fucked because you got to pay way more than a person with the PPO has to pay because they have they're already covering um, paying with like uh, co-pays and whatnot. But HDHP is high risk, high reward. So I was thinking I was like, man, I might I might do this, you know, and something one of my coworkers said he was like, I'm on that plan. Like I got my entire family on it because it's like you you end up saving more money because it's like I don't go to the doctor like that anyway. You're just paying, you're just throwing all this money into this and you're not even using it. You know, the insurance like that. But then he said something that made me think like he knows what I'm about to do. He was like, you know, you could get the HGH plan and it can stay, the money there can stay with you wherever you end up going. You know, if you end up leaving, he didn't say leaving, but that's what he pretty much implied. See, and like you said, taking the jump, I think he kind of know because it's like, I've already told him I'm in my last semester of grad school and stuff like I've had this plan before I even got this position that I was going to transition to another role because there's so much more out there for me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to get pigeonholed into doing something 10, 15, 20 years. I'm going to be on the move, bro. Like I'm trying to eventually break out of this uh, eight, eight to five, nine to five shit and just have my own business. But let's say in like 10 years. So I won't have to get up at uh, six in the morning, six thirty in the morning. And they and I mean, that, like you said, they respect that. They see like, OK, he's about his grind because like I, I, I've been playing this for a minute. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely about to get up out of here because and it's like I'm, I'm missing some uh, some money, too. I'm missing like 20, 30 racks. You know what I'm saying? I could be eating mm-hmm. off that extra year. 
And I'm just like, no, 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 I got to get more experience. But it's not all about the money. But at the end of the day, I have value because I got the experience and I can move on. And they they see that shit and they respect it. See, they all they they, they think that we are that us millennials only eating Tide pies, but nah, bro. Like a, a lot of us is at the upper echelon of our own, you know, generation or whatever. They respect or they fear the the energy that we bring to the table. Cause I was at work and I was talking to a fellow sister that's you know she's uh twenty five also. We were sitting there talking. And I was like, man, let's be real, like. It's way more out there than this bullshit. Like, it's way more out there than this shit. Like, I'm not focused on motherfucking coming into work. And, I mean, because here's the thing. I, nursing, what people don't tell you is that the problems with nursing is the political aspect of nursing. It's the political aspect. It ain't even the fact. It ain't even the stress. It's the political aspect. And what I mean by that, we're talking about healthcare plans. And people don't understand, i I, I'm working at the Duke, through the Duke Health System, which is one of the top ones in the world. But my health insurance ain't free. They take out like $200, $300 a motherfucking check or a month. Wow. For me to even for me to even fucking get health insurance. That shit ain't free. I gotta pay for that shit. And I fucking I'm saving, I done saved more lives in one week than most people would do in a lifetime. And I still gotta pay for health care. And I'm man. That's crazy. You would think people at the hospital would get free healthcare. Dude, I th- dude, I work with people that man, I work with some people. If you got a family for me, for one person, and I got the only thing I got that's you know that I, I I got a high level of is the healthcare plan because I do have to I'm probably have to have surgery on my toes. Um I got broke feet basically. So I didn't have broke feet since I was in like high school, and like I can finally get this shit fixed. And I went ahead and got the highest level of that so I can get surgery next year. But besides yeah. that, like my dental, all that shit is extremely low. And But I'm working with people with co-workers that's got whole families. And see, I used to go to work and I'd be like, I ain't working five days a week, whatever, whatever. And I started to kind of, I, I, like, I, got, I, I started thinking in my head, I got to stop saying that because there's people here that ain't got no motherfucking choice but to do that. And I started to realize it's because these motherfuckers got families, and this healthcare insurance alone would be crazy, bro. I seen to where, with just the healthcare plan, this ain't counting vision, dental, and all that other shit. With just the healthcare plan, if you got a family member, for me, for a single person, the best plan is 168 a, a month. Now, that's that's the lowest that you're gonna be able to pay for a, a good healthcare plan. Now, it's like 150 dollars to add per person. So do the math. You got a family. Of you and you got three kids. I got plenty of coworkers. I got a coworker. She got five kids, and you add all those kids to the health. Your health care alone would be damn seven hundred dollars out of your check. Damn. That's not counting your pre-tax retirement. That's not counting your your personal and accidental insurance. Your t- long-term disability. Your parking. If you work at the big the university hospital. Which at the university hospital, by the way, is a thousand dollars plus to pay per year for fucking parking. Like, that's this, crazy. This shit is fucking wicked, and that's why I say this shit ain't got no choice. But they ain't got no choice but to feel the people. They ain't gonna have no choice because we getting tired of this shit, dog. Like we are getting tired of this shit, and I'm just sitting up here like, yo, the fact that you still gotta, the fact that we even gotta pay for this shit, and I'm gonna tell you as a nurse, what what. What Obamacare has done is actually neglected the most important, one of the most important aspects, if not the most important aspects of healthcare, and that is the nurses, because now 
with universal health care, who does it come back to bite? It bites the nurses who always always have to work in a hospital that always fills beds. These motherfuckers be filling beds of patients that don't even really need to be in the ICU sometimes. And who why do they do this? Because the doctors, they get they their pay is billed differently than ours. They get they can a lot of them can independently bill these patients for every mother for them driving to the hospital. I can't do that. Mm. So while while as they don't even have to really even fucking get burnt out by taking care of these patients, it still comes back on the nurses who, by the way, in the state of North Carolina, are disproportionately paid lower than everybody else. Let's add that also. I mean, it's still a bag, but yeah, I'm gonna tell you, like, even though you make 50k as a nurse, the next person beside you who ain't even who ain't even got to touch the fucking patient is making at least 100k. That's a big problem, dog. Like. I don't know. I just had to. I, I just that shit had me fucking mad. I was triggered about that. <laughs> no, nah, I feel you, man. I feel you, man. It's definitely <clears throat> there's definitely people being overpaid and underpaid and throughout various career fields, especially the healthcare field. Um, but you know that over time, it's just like you know that's that's why you got to look into people. Anybody needs to look into passive income. You know. Um, I seen an interview. It was with some some entertainer, and they were saying they had a conversation with, I think Jay Z, and they were saying to become a millionaire, you need like at least seven streams of income. Mm-hmm. Um, so just think about that. Just think about okay, you work in a regular job, you know, you you flipping burgers, McDonald's. That's one stream of revenue. But oh, you you also know how to cut hair, so you cut hair on the side. Two streams of revenue. You you making a little bit of money, so now you want to invest in some stock. Three st- streams of revenue. Oh, your your friend just uh, he just started landscaping company, so you you helping you you invested in that as well. That's four streams of revenue, and you see how hard that shit is to do. Like it's not. I mean, it's not easy that's why everybody out here ain't no fucking millionaires because it's like it takes a lot of fucking work you know so just because you want to get out of the eight to five nine to five it's not going to be any easier once you do that but there is more freedom to it because should i rather be in my boxers at the crib you know just uh trading stocks all day compared to just being in the office doing it right. you know what i'm saying because i don't have to be told what to do i can do whatever i want you know in my space you know, um, I, wanted so I, to add to add to I wanted to add to that. You know, this, this is the problem. This is why I say, like, they respect a lot of the younger millennials because we are breaking the system down to a T and the Gen Z is, too. Um, what I what I want to add to that, the problem, the only the really the fundamental problem with that is the time. They tell you that the, you need to work a nine to five. Well, that's or you need to work a, tw- a seven to seven. Dude, that is literally after you do that shit, you don't have no time to go and do it to open up other streams of income. You know, a lot of times you don't. Yeah. A lot of times you don't, man. Like yeah. even with my job, like I was if, if I had I was blessed that well, I, I have control over my schedule, so I can kind of set my schedule up to where I can kind of have days where I can focus on other streams of income. But not everybody has that. And even with what I'm doing, my job is still at least 40 to 60 hours a motherfucking week of of, I, I think wasted time a lot of time. Like it's it, it can be wasted time. It's like I was telling my coworker, I'm not really just into this shit. I want to fucking make YouTube channels, make my podcast blow up. Like that's the type of shit that that I'm on. I'm not onto this damn nine to five type shit. 
And another thing of income that I that I really, I think people really need to focus on and really need to think about is writing a book. That shit would be masterful right there. That shit you can always have income if you have a book if you write a book or do some art. Anything that you that will like stand the test of time that could get better with time is also always a good stream of uh, passive income. A big stream of income that I think that I'm realizing that I think really will help a lot of people, including myself. Like, I, and I think this is a this is a a sub a subgroup of passive income. And what I was saying about it is stuff like writing a book and like like doing arts, crafts, stuff that. Literally can stand the test of time, but that can possibly get better with time. Something that, like, if you write a book now, it might not even really pop right now. But damn, you might have wrote something in that book that, damn, 10, 15 years from now, then that might really catch some traction. Or even 100 years. Or even even 200 years. If it's still, you know, if it's still accessible. Even with artwork. Like, for real, like I've been sitting up here thinking, like, man, I just need to just damn write a damn book about my life experience. I don't know who will really like that shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. it might be something profound to somebody else. I've been thinking about writing a book about something. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story, and like, we gotta understand. We gotta. Here's the thing: we not we not school doesn't teach us to have confidence, and confidence is the one one thing that entrepreneurs and that that. The upper echelon, and I, well, I want to stop saying the upper echelon, and I, I want to explain the upper echelon. The upper echelon is what we would recall those who have a thirst for knowledge. Because those who have a thirst for knowledge in any civilization, that is the true, that's the true echelon. The ones who hold the knowledge and those who want to learn, those are the true initiates. Those are the true, uh, the true, the true ones, the ones who are actually holding knowledge and the ones who want to know the knowledge. Not the ones who have the most necessarily the most resources. It's the ones that that's something that you can find throughout every civilization, even back to the ancient mystery schools. The the way that, that you become, you know, the way that you figured out about that is the ones who who had a certain thirst for wanting to learn. That 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 stumbled upon it, that learned that wanted to learn about that, that wanted to find that stuff. But um, yeah, different levels of passive income. I think it, we all should realize that you don't know if it'll be you don't know if your story if, if it would if it would gain traction or not you don't know if your story like somebody's story that you might think you're an average joe but i might be reading that in a thousand or a hundred thousand other people might be reading it and be like yo that's some crazy shit right but the only way you had a, only way you can think like that is having the confidence in yourself which school doesn't teach us to have confidence in ourselves in fact school teaches you to be an employee to not speak out and to to think that you didn't beat that each and each and every one of us didn't build a million other sperm cells to get to this fucking realm. It teaches you that we all we don't really matter when and at the end of the day, if you can if you here, you matter. Period. Right. So have that confidence in yourself and and just look look at another perspective instead of just, you know, having to have a job. Now, I'll say I, the way I'm doing my my career is this is gonna be a springboard into my true life. I'm going through, I'm stacking my bag, I'm Gaining my experience on how to speak, like my public speaking experience, my how comfortable I am, you know, in in um in society with who I am. Like I'm gaining other level of knowledge, but besides just the fact of doing healthcare, I'm I'm viewing this as my job has helped me to get comfortable with how I speak and how I present myself because I'm doing that shit a hundred times every every shift. 
So like I'm right. this year, like this is preparing me for my true career, which is later on in life. And I think that's all how we all should view a career. Like this is something that I'm doing temporarily. I'm mooching off of these niggas. Yeah. To get my money to get my bag stacked up. I'm stepping stone. Stepping stone to where I can get my money up to where I can work on my passive income hundred percent. Where I can get my little bag of a couple of G's saved up to where I can then take that to invest into my business and then, you know, use that shit as a stepping stone. I'm, I'm not going to be there for 10. I probably ain't going to be doing this shit even if I go back to school for 10 years. I said, I'm going to give myself five years with a bachelor's and if I go back to school and get my master's I'm, or a doctorate, five years of that shit. 10 years is what I give myself in the workforce. Right, yeah. I, 10 I, years. Hey, and I, I agree with that, man. Like, I'm about to get this uh, this master's degree, but it's like, you know, this master's degree, I feel like I didn't even, I mean, I haven't really put in much work into it because I haven't really, it's not, it's not been on my mind. You know, I, I did most of the, uh, the heavy lifting, getting that bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. That, that shit was a struggle. This is just, I don't really care that much because I've already, I'm already in my first career, you know? So I'm already three, about to be three years into this. You know, so I'll give it to I'm 30. I'm looking to elevate again, you know, to uh-huh. something different, you know. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with that, man. I can't I can't see myself working nowhere more than like five years at tops where like I got you just got to keep moving. Like because we we have so many more options now, you know, in today's society compared to 30, 40 years ago. Man, you know, it pisses me off every day I go to work that. It's some old white man that probably stole stole from my motherfucking ancestors, the real riches. And his kids don't even know how to change the oil in their car, write a check. Hell, this nigga don't know half the shit I know. But yet he inherited this damn business, this business that I work in. And with me just driving to work, this nigga is making probably 100 Gs off of just me, off of my person, off of just me. My, the work I do is invaluable, but yet I get paid 70K, 60K. 50k, 40k. That shit like, crazy, bro. I mean, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a lot, but the fact that I'm even an employee, just me being an employee through this damn system, my the amount that I give to this system is invaluable. This it's somebody sitting on a motherfucking it's a it's a it's a grandkid my age. This nigga don't know nothing about life. This nigga don't know shit about really what 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 it means to be a real leader and to be a real man or a real woman. But yet, at the same time. Just because his parents inherited some shit, he can be sitting on a motherfucking jet ski. And you're superior. And, and, and my superior, while I'm actually the real leader, while I'm actually the one that's really ex- exhibiting traits of a real king. I feel like that's how I feel like um, speaking spe- uh, specifically with your profession right now. I feel like that's how a lot of nurses feel like. I mean, shit, we do the heavy lifting. These motherfuckers just come in here. OK, what? What's the what's the. um. The numbers for today, or the what? What do you what do you usually say to the doctor? That he what does he ask for? Like the the readings or some shit? Man, I'm gonna put it like this. Sometimes these motherfuckers won't even see the patient. Man, it's been times where I work three days in a row and they haven't even saw the patient. They just look at the patient from a fucking computer screen or be sleep, legit, be fucking sleep in the sleep room. Wow, these niggas getting paid six hundred, seven hundred k a year. Yeah, they train hard for that shit, and I'll say it like this: a lot of them are in the most. A lot of them aren't really rolling in dough like you think. They got millions of dollars in debt. This is how the system's set up. But, you know, that's another story. Yeah. Um, 
but still, like I'm sitting up here like, and this ain't for me. This is not for me. And I, yeah, this this ain't for me, man. Saving people, healthcare, being a being a healer is me. But the political aspect, it's not. It, it makes it makes no sense. And I don't. Everything gets ruined, bro. When you put corporations behind it, man. Like everything, bro. Everything like, that doesn't make any sense. Everything gets ruined when they put not only a corp when you put these wicked ass corporations, man. Because it's like. Bro, like, what? I don't even get the mindset, unless it's something that we don't know. Unless, you know, the more money you have, which I don't think this is true, and I'm pretty sure it ain't true. Just because the more money you have don't mean it's going to determine where you go the next life. What is the point of wanting to continue to make more billions, dog? Like, what? I mean, enough is enough. Yeah, I seen, I seen something with Jeff Bezos. Like, they were saying if Jeff Bezos, he could literally give every homeless person in the country like a million dollars and he'll still be a billionaire i believe something Something crazy like that and i'm just thinking like bro like this nigga jeff bezos net worth right now 110 billion dollars mind you he just gave his wife or his ex-wife what like 50 billion or some shit ridiculous no 34 Mm -hmm. her her net worth is 34 billion as of this year wow and they and they think we're gonna get married (laughs) Right. That's just off of the side. The, the richest, yeah, richest man in the world had the most expensive divorce of all time because he wanted a little side pussy. You know, so. I mean, you see, he's the richest man in the world. You you got to understand, like, you expect me to be faithful this entire time? I can have any woman in the world. Like, I love you and you helped me build this this company, but so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to break you off, but don't get it fucked up. I got side bitches. I've had them for years. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna say it like this though: when you start, when you get married, here's the thing. As a man, I I can't agree with you know. Yeah, it's fucked up that she got the thirty billion, but you got married. <laughs> like, yeah. that's your fault for not understanding the consequences of what what bringing what including the law into you know your life can do. And I'm gonna say it like this. Do you guys not realize that when you marry in today's age, the laws are set up where you're also incurring that woman's debt so <laughs> with all these millennial women who think they strong independent don't need no man that's going to these liberal arts you know universities to get a degree in basket weaving and they graduate with a damn debt of 80 dollars don't you understand that a lot of them are getting married so you can pay for that shit so that debt is like literally on your books like and then on top of that you got to be in a relationship with somebody that's telling you that you're not being man enough <laughs> Come on, bro. That's your fault, bro. That's your fault, my G. Why you can really not have to get the law included in your life and you can have as many women as you want? Yeah, man. Like These social justice warriors, they still fuck with the alpha male. Yeah. And and this is uh, something, again, uh, referencing Kanye. He was saying in the interview with Big Boy, he was like, Instagram got your bitch. This is quoting him. Instagram got your bitch. She's on every day giving her all her attention to Instagram, posting for Instagram, wanting validation from other men, i.e. Uh, Aisha Curry, mm. not giving you no time of day. And you wondering why your relationship is not, the, is not the same as when you first met her. It's mm. not, you ain't got the spark no more. It's because Eric, she's too, in, I mean, she's, she's, uh, she's one of those. You know, she's mm. she's she's for everybody. You know what I'm saying? The streets got her. 
the the East Streets got her. You know what I'm saying? Like you 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 get a girl that's on Instagram 24-7. It's like, what's the point of being in a relationship if you give all your time to this uh fucking screen? You know? Um and another thing with the the relationships, um, another thing with getting married, it's like women want you know, we we know why women want to get married is because they want to be shown off. That mm. I mean, they they want that other women to be envious and look like, look, look, he locked it down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got him. Now I got this nigga locked up. I got the key. So to speak you know, to his heart, I got I, I I got that shit locked away. He don't know where it's at. That's hella interesting because I was looking. Wow, I'm glad we segue into this because I was literally looking at a video this morning about this. You know, them YouTube algorithms, man. Them shit. Sometimes they can be a blessing. Um. And this channel popped up with this. It was this older white guy that was breaking down why women would never date, well, why women would never date men with trades. And oh man, that shit was low key profound. And like what you just said, as you talking about, you know, showing a man off. Yeah. He was like, you know, and he was talking about this article. Let me see if I can find it. It was an article by Gerard Baker from the Wall Street Journal that uh, was talking about how, now this is a male. This is a male that, that put this article out. You know, we are, we got to understand that we got a whole bunch of beta bitches out here that's basically got control of society because nobody wants to work with the alpha, with the real alpha male because we are a threat. You think I'm going to work with somebody that's going to sit up here and talk some bullshit around me? Right. Nah, fuck that. I'm going to call your ass out. Do it every day. And I know either I'm going to get fired or I need to get my bag up and position myself out of my profession. But anyway, a part of what this article was saying was how hard it is for women to find I guess good men these days. Yeah, uh, the measuring stick of, of society is a college degree, and this guy basically the, this, the uh, guy that made the video is breaking down how it's not that it's hard to find good men. It's just that the good the good men the uh, that men are smarter now, and that most men yeah they was breaking down how like most men how it's like a I think the amount of college graduates from, from males to females. It's like, a le- I mean, it's a ridiculous number. I didn't read the article. He was reading the article as he was doing a video. But it's like a ridiculous number on the amount of uh, college graduates, male uh, females to males. And how it's a lot more females is graduating with college degrees than males graduate with college degrees. And his whole thing was, it's not that, it's not that it's hard to find good men. It's just that men are not going to college because we see, we see what the fuck that shit is really about. Now, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Of course, yeah, I have I have student loans, but I still got a fucking trade. You got a trade. True. I didn't go to motherfucking college to go and basket weaving. Basket <laughs> weaving or history. This is what this is what <laughs> the modern day millennial and the Gen Z female is doing, and it's making the scene. They don't understand that society's brainwashed them and to set them up like they created this this type of environment for a reason. They created this type of environment for a reason. They they think oh, I got a college degree. I'm a bad bitch. No, you got a college degree. You got eighty thousand dollars in debt. <laughs> You're not bad at all. Like we, like you, just dumb as hell. Don't let that shit get to your head. And then he was basically breaking down how they don't want to date trades because basically now they're looking at they're looking at a lot of. I don't want to generalize every female, but I do want to kind of pick on the millennial females and Gen Z females. It's the fact that they're looking at this shit like a big ass playhouse, a big ass playground. They're looking at this shit as a playground of status. The whole thing of dating a man is to date him for his for his status and to be able to show him off. Yeah. Oh, of course, 
they don't they don't mind dating the doctor who's a doctor. Yeah, he might be making seven hundred k, but this nigga is in perpetual debt. He has a million dollars worth of debt. So really, his net worth is negative. Yeah. But because he's a doctor, like you said, to add on to what you were saying, they can show him off to her friends to kind of set. Because see, females are actually the most, they try to be the most dominant in the room. This is why females wear makeup. They don't wear makeup for other men. They wear makeup to kind of set, to set, uh, um, to set the social, to set layer, to set the level of the room amongst other women to show I'm the baddest bitch in the room. That's why they, they're in competition with each other. Yeah. And that shit goes all the way down to the man that they marry and they date. And he was basically saying they don't want to date the plumber who went to community college, who self-taught himself a trade, who plumbers make like 80K. Like, That's a like very he, respectable career. Very yeah. respectable career, but they don't want to be like, oh, they don't want to date Chad the plumber or Tyrell the, the, the electrician or, you know... They don't want to date the nigga with the trade who really in, in today's society is actually the motherfucker that's got, got the real they, they don't want the nigga that get his hands dirty. They want the nigga that's getting the manicure. That's getting the manicure. They want they want Gerard Baker who's writing, who's uh, got his liberal arts English degree, who's writing journals for Wall Street Journal, who's making making them feel good because he's not really being a beta. He's not really, he's not really being, awesome being yeah. yeah. He's being a, here, here's the thing. They like your, I'm going to tell you your place in society, beta male. Is to continue to give these women resources. Because at the end of the day, if you're a beta male, and I'm sorry, I probably got a lot of friends who probably ain't going to agree with this shit, but I see this shit for what it is. You getting married because she can see that she can control, she can control you. Well, at the end of the day, she still, she when it comes to sexual attraction, when it comes to the instinctive attraction that male and female have... <laughs> These women don't have that shit with you, beta males. They literally, they literally <laughs> marry you for your resources. They, they, they marry, <laughs> they marry a beta male provider, and then when you want to go out on the weekend and she with your homies, she's back at the crib, about to head out and go fuck with the nigga that play two K all day. <laughs> they play two K all day long. That nigga, nigga dicking your bitch down. Dicking your bitch down the whole night. And you, and you are oblivious to the shit for, forever. You're always going to be oblivious to it because you think that, because you fell victim to the same shit that they're falling victim to. Whatever. A lot of them are smarter than most of us. And, then, and the nigga don't buy her nothing, don't do shit for her, but just lay the pipe. Oh, That's and it. don't like her pictures. So you never going to know. Nothing. Nigga, you, you, you don't even know, know this man exists. Like, yeah. Where he's the faceless menace. He's, yeah. the, he's the menace with no face, but he's out there and, and they yeah. know and you ain't never going to know. And, and in fact, it sometimes it gets so bad when well, you've given this bitch money and she paying for this nigga deals with your money. Right. You want to be that nigga? No. And I'm not going to be that nigga. And I, nah, fuck that. Yeah. I'm just saying like, it, it's that deep. They don't want to, they're, they're not going to date the plumber because what is, how does it sound in a room full of other bitches saying, oh, I date a plumber. Yeah, that I it, mean that shit kind of sound funny. I don't know, like I'm it, real. It do sound funny when you. It, it really do. It do sound funny, but when you really look at the reality, okay, bitch, you date a plumber. This nigga making seventy k, no debt, zero debt, no debt. Credit is everything in this world, people. And and credit score probably magnificent. Oh, I'm gonna add another layer to it. The niggas with the trade is the closest one to open up his own business because he's mastering something. Yep. I think y'all here with a war and with a liberal arts degree. You know how hard it is to open your own motherfucking journal business with how media is. That shit's fucking damn near impossible. Now, if you're a nigga that know how to plumb, know how to uh, you know, throw some wires to a house, you they all society always gonna need you. But if you master that shit, 
Bro, you can only open up your own business and be a multi-millionaire before you're 30. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that adds another perspective to the plumber and the electrician, don't it? But see, it ain't about that with females. See, in fact, yo, it's fuck your feelings in general. Like, it's ain't about us, dog. Like, see, we looking at the world the way we think that, we, that how they look at the world. When in the reality, they don't really care about how the man. They don't really care about the man. They care about how you make them feel and what you can provide. I know it's wicked. It's the truth, though, man. That's the like, reality. <laughs> Yeah. That's the reality. They they don't really care about you. They care about what you how you make them feel and what you provide. And I mean that's just how that's just how they're programmed. Like it, it's nothing wrong with that. It's just how they're programmed. But you gotta understand, you can't fall victim to that to that shit. Like so, yeah. Keep doing what you do. Work on your trade, and <laughs> you are gonna actually be the most valuable motherfucker in the room. Like shit, even with my nursing skills. Uh, they always gonna need me. Yeah, I could have still went to community college, but see, at the end of the day, I actually chose to go about it the right way because with my bachelor's, I can go anywhere in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah, you go anywhere in the world, y'all. Yeah, Same. Twenty k in debt, but they're paying for most half that shit. I can go anywhere. I can go to another facility right now that possibly will pay that shit all the way off. And on top of that, we got this thing called uh, independently contracting. What you, that's what a travel nurse is. So I can literally open up my own travel nursing agent, agency off of the skills off of my fucking bachelor's degree, which I didn't, I see people out here with associates that's doing the same thing. But just because I have a trade and I master my trade, I can get it to where I'm opening up a multi-million dollar business before I'm fucking 30 off of just me, off of a trade. You can't yeah. do that shit with a motherfucking degree in basket weaving unless you become the best basket weaver on the fucking face of this planet. Then what you gonna do? Make a million baskets. <laughs> All right. Nah, you gonna you gonna be you gonna shut the fuck up when she tells you to be quiet, and she gonna be able to control you while while Daquan telling her to shut the fuck up, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and she feeding, and she doing the shit that you want. That she nigga not tell her. He ain't giving her no compliments. Like no shut compliments. Your, shut your ass up. Like, this nigga is like a. a she turned on. She turned on by that shit. Yeah. Per society standard, he's on. He's at the bottom of the totem pole, but really, he's at the top of the totem pole because he 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 ain't falling victim to no to the, none of these mind traps. He ain't saying He's like, man, I don't know. I just, I'm glad I got. I'm, I'm glad I got the smart gene. <laughs> I'm glad right. I got the smart gene. To be real, man, I work with a guy. Um, Is it the guy that was an actor? No, or, oh yeah, that's a beta male provider for you. Right? <laughs> I love it. I mean, that, that's they ain't nothing but love. With, you know, that that's still nothing but love. Cause here at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. He fell victim to the to the times also. Like yeah, um, but you know, we all make mistakes. Um, and he happy. Let's get let's not get it twisted. If you happy, it don't matter what another, another nigga saying about this shit. True, true. If like hey, you call me a simp all day. If I love this woman. And I want to be with her for the rest of my life. I'm a marrier. Because you really might be with her for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, I like, I want to, we all want to be the alpha male, but even the alpha male want to find somebody that he can truly trust and be with for the rest of their life. Let's be real. Yeah, you're going to have to give it, uh, eventually, you go from, I, I feel like you can go from being an alpha male to a beta male provider, but still have some alpha male qualities. What they call that purple pill, right? I think they call it yeah. purple pill. Where you understand really what's going on, but you really don't really care because you don't really, 
because you understand that I mean the true meaning of life is to be with somebody that you that you love. Like let's yeah. not get that twisted. So if you happy with you know kind of being exhibiting beta male, being a beta male, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's you happy. The whole goal is to be happy. But me personally, being 25, that's just not my plan. Like I, I see for right now, I'm young. I can, you know. I don't need to be hammed down because right now I feel like at a certain age, at an age, at a certain age, a relationship can be detrimental. We still finding who we are as men. I agree with that. And women, one hundred percent. We still trying to find who we are. So like it's like what a relationship does now is it's it's, it's so much energy that's holding that it's, it's holding us holding you down. It's holding you back. It's like we trying to we trying to play house, right? But we but we still renting. Right. <laughs> that's bro. Perfect analogy. That's, and that's what kind of what the guy was saying. It's like, it's like they a lot of females are viewing this shit as a big ass game of house. Like, Lou, look at what I got. They like they can be in a room and be like, oh, I'm I'm dating such and such. When in reality, none of that shit matters. Yeah. <laughs> none of that shit matters. Yeah, you might not want to date Chad the plumber or, or Daquan the electrician, but just because your friend is dating motherfucking uh George, the liberal arts professor, nigga's hair falling out at 30, at fucking 35, 40 years old. And Jesus and sandals. Jesus sandals drinking every night. You wonder why he's drinking every night because he's in perpetual debt and motherfucking basically perpetual slavery. <laughs> and he's he's in a he's in a profession that's basically controlled by corporations where he's literally controlled. And you're wondering why, oh yeah, I might be able to show him off, but you cheating on them though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's like, you know. You're not happy. And then vice versa with the with the man, you know. I can have a woman that, you know, she she's doing good for herself. She's a, a teacher or like a um hell, say like a a lawyer or something like that. She's doing great for herself, but she doesn't do certain things that I like. And then she's always she's got those friends, you know. That I'm, I'm worried. I, I look at them sideways, like they be on some thoughtish behavior, and then she'll tell you about some certain girl she don't like because, you know, she don't like her because she, she she's she's kind of on that thought wave. That might be the one that I end up fucking <laughs> fucking yeah. on the side, and you might not you might not never find out about it, right? Because she do what you won't do, you know. Even though you still on the outside, yeah, you're you're a prize, like. My homies look, my homies like, damn, you got a bad one, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but you ain't got to live with her. You ain't got to deal with her, like, on a day-to-day basis, you know? Right. <laughs> and I could just be fucking the other girl that ain't got shit going on for herself. But, hey, she know what she doing when it come down to it, you know? Bedroom type shit. So, yeah. I, I want to add this last, this last little part to it. And, you know, when we in this one, I want to add a, a, a rhetorical, another rhetorical question. Okay. For the for the audience that I've been thinking about, and I I, I don't know, I, I think it's a good one. And it's, it's a kind of conundrum that I've been trying to figure out, and I don't really I don't really understand. Um, but besides that, I'll leave that later. But uh, AMS Alpha Male Strategies, he put up a video on Instagram, and he was basically explaining like he was basically explaining like the different mindsets between the male and the female, and one of them is when a male cheats. I, I mean, I've been there. It's like when a male cheese, we are not leaving our girl. 
<laughs> we are not. He would tell that bitch, I got a girlfriend. No, I'm not leaving my girl. Like, right. no, it, it's no way. No, no, never. I'm not. It sounds crazy, but I, I'm telling you, we will not leave the girl that we with. We will fuck a thousand bitches, but them ain't nothing but fucks. But that one girl that we with, we not, she getting all, she getting all the, the real energy, relationship energy. And in fact, when you right, have a bitch, you're talking more about your girl that you with than her. Like, let's 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 keep it real, bro. Like, to all the male listeners, I know y'all can uh, feel this what I'm about to say. And I, I was thinking about this recently. It's like men know women they want to be with, and women they just want to fuck the shit out of. Let's keep it real. <laughs> There's women that we see, we put in categories in our mind. Like, damn, she bad. I'll fuck the shit out of her. But I wouldn't cuff though. Then there's another chick. You like, yo, she, you know, she cute. I might, you know, I might, you know, wipe that up one day. You know what I'm saying? We, I mean, all men do that shit. We put a- women into categories. Like, and eh, I'll fuck her. You know, I'll, I'll beat that down. You know what I'm saying? Or you look at another woman. Like, damn, she got wifey material. You know what I'm saying? We put them in different uh, uh, categories. It's, it's the difference between somebody you want to build a relationship and build a business and have true love with and somebody that you just want to just smash. Like, more than likely, the girl that I just want to just smash ain't no way in hell she going to even know how much I'm making. Like, she probably ain't even going to know my profession. But it might be a girl that I see. Oh, this, she's smart. She's smart as hell. Like, like, you might really understand the true meaning of the relationship and the true meaning of really what you want in a companionship type of um, relationship with this person. It's gonna probably be a difference. Like I mean, shit, we get put in categories too. I mean, exactly, exactly. Reality hurts on both sides. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. But to add, to finish off what he was saying, he was like, "We won't even leave our girls at all." Like, it, like honestly, bro, I've been in a situation where it ain't even no second thought. Like, I and mean, it sounds crazy, but it's like, I'm not leaving my girl for you. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like you know, it was fire. Don't get me wrong. You had to, you got the snatch back, but. You ain't my. You ain't my. Been better than my girl. Like you know, what I mean, I might even have been been better than my girl. It just might have been the situation. Shit, I might have viewed that situation as a big learning process. Yeah, I can learn something from it. Like I'm like, this is a life experience. Like it might have been fucking garbage. It might have been not even worth doing. But I might look at the situation as, well, damn, like this some shit that I'm learning. I'm gaining my experience out of this shit. And but he basically said on, on the flip side, if a female. You can be with a female for 30 years. But if she see a nigga out there that give you better, give her better resources, they can make her feel better. She's out. You don't even exist. <laughs> yeah. You don't even exist. You she puts you on uh do not disturb. <laughs> and not only do you not exist, she's gonna create a she's gonna she gonna jump into the mental mental realm, the emotional realm, which the shit most of them master that shit more than we do, and she's gonna create a situation where it make you seem like you the crazy one. Or instead of just breaking up with you, instead of just breaking up with you, she's gonna make it really, really she's gonna make it even crazier. She's gonna make it, she's gonna flip the whole script and make it seem like you were the one that made her break up with you when the whole time. Nah, she was probably the one, the only one cheating, and she sent a nigga out here with better resources, and you don't even exist no more. I mean, that's a naturally psychotic mindset. Like, come on. Oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you, you. I mean, and you, you see why motherfuckers go crazy and shit over uh, women and shit because, like you said, niggas can fuck a bunch of girls, a bunch of women, 
and still come back home and be like, you know, I, I love this girl. With a condom. With a condom. But <laughs> it just take one girl, yo, 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 everything, your love of your life, to tell you, oh yeah, I, I, I fuck, I fuck uh another dude. And you go fucking crazy, like, I'm about to kill this motherfucker. Like, you go looking <laughs> for that nigga. Or and, and or sometimes it get worse than that. Yeah, you, you remember um your homeboy came up that weekend? Oh my god, bro! Like I'm about to murder this nigga, like for real. Like I mean, it, it get like that sometimes, though. It takes that just one time for a woman to cheat, and a nigga will lose his fucking mind. Like seriously. Uh, so I'm gonna add this. I'm gonna add this. You know, to that. I, I'm not gonna say that just because I said what I said. They don't give the man the right at all to ex- exhibit any level of violence because right. at the end of the day, as the man, you got to understand everybody. You got to understand your nature as a man. You got to understand female nature. So that's why I say it's your fault for getting married and getting your heart broke. It's your fault for being in a relationship and getting, and you know, it not working out. Because if you would knew their nature, if you would have known mo- the majority of women's nature at this at this point, you wouldn't even put yourself in that situation. Yeah. And this is why they kind of, this is why they heartless about it. Because they already, they already know. Like this, the women already know a relationship. That shit is goofy. This marriage shit is goofy. I'm only doing it for resources. I'm only doing it to show them off. They yeah. don't really take it as serious because they know the concept of it all of, of it alone don't even make fucking sense and it ain't even natural. Like monogamy ain't even natural. But they so, they be they be fronting on social media hard too. They be fronting hard on social media like ah, I just want one man you know just to love me like this and shit. Like they be they be posting videos, <laughs> niggas be crying when they see they walk they brides walk down to the um. The aisle and shit. I'll be like, okay, I get it. He emotional. She like, I just want a man to do this. You know, they be calling it a mood and everything. But knowing real shit, they be fronting on the, they be fronting for the gram. They be fronting for social media. They just want a nigga that's got, like you said, resources and he looks out for him and he's there to take, hey, here, take this picture with me. You know what I'm saying? Come with me to see my fam or some He's there. You know, he provides. But not necessarily. Oh, we got to sign this contract. So uh, now we now I take your last name. A lot of I, I guarantee you, most women just wanted some a dude to be down for them. They don't care about the oh being Mrs. So and So or or having to uh, do your taxes together and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they just want somebody that's gonna be down for them. Fuck all that. That other shit, the, the contract shit that you gotta sign, like I'm I'm not with none of that. And I know there's a lot of women out there that's like that. Yep, yep. Um I think I was gonna add probably a little bit, I don't know. I this slipped my mind. That was basically really it with that shit, man. I just I don't know. I I feel like we had to down jump into that realm real quick. Yeah. <laughs> just cause I mean it never hurts. Um oh yeah, I was gonna say this. Her, her her hypergamous mindset tells her differently. It tells her, yeah, she want a nigga that's going to cry. Of course she's going to want a nigga that's going to cry because in this society, that means shit. All the thing that means is uh, I'm going to be able to control this nigga. <laughs> right. I know. I know. And if, if this nigga... Man, look at it like this. If you're crying over one woman, oh my God. All right, look, look at it like this. You was my apple cinnamon. What was that shit that dude said? <laughs> you was my cinnamon. Uh, crazy. Remember the other video the dude was on the ground in the uh the, the convenience store crying? 
And the girl, bro, I, I remember that shit. I was, bro, I was like, man, all men took a, took an L for that, bro. Like, I was like, bro, you literally on the ground, like begging her, like grabbing her leg, like please stay. I was like, bro, like come on, man. See, like if you really, if you really listen to women and research women, you'll understand like the level of intelligence that the, that the common woman has, even especially when it comes to the emotional and mental aspect of life. Well, it's out of this fucking world. And you can I will agree in certain realms, certain aspects, the woman is smarter, but it's still a balance to this shit. Yeah. I'm gonna break it down for you. This is how this is how this is how they looking at it. Okay. If you crying over one girl's and uh, at a fucking wedding, which marriage doesn't even that doesn't even correlate to every civilization. All right. <laughs> that's not even really something you can call natural, because it's not like it's something that is necessarily correlated the way we the way we look at current marriage it's not something that's correlated in every civilization it's something that we created so if you're looking at it like that if you're crying at a man if you're crying at a wedding which i'm gonna say it like this like i mean I, the emotions are are our bitch i may be one of those people one day but i understand hit that hit, the, hit that um <laughs> that dmx crop from that that meme Bruh, I, I, don't like, know, I mean, I mean there ain't nothing wrong with that shit. I ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I ain't no hypocrite. I ain't never been married, so I don't know how that shit feels. But on the outside looking in, I can tell you how that works. Why, why this, why that don't look good as a man? Yeah. And why, why even why it does diminish the value? Like in, in that woman's mindset, she's just gonna look at you like you a bitch. Because here's the thing: as a man, we are the ones who, we are the ones who are here to. <laughs> In a sense, change the world. Yeah. As a man, there's millions of other things that you should be focused on instead of one woman. You see what I mean? Yep. Nigga, we need to be figuring out how to end the world hunger. We need to be figuring out how to how to uh, end homelessness. But see, that's uh, that's kind of what the man. That's your you're the leader. You're the natural leader. You're the one that your duty is to save the world. So the woman knows that, and the whole the, the whole point of this game. Is to control your masculinity. This is it's an evolutionary tactic. Because here's the thing. This is why, this is how it makes see the woman, this is how this 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 relationship shit makes the man stronger and continues the evolution, continues our seed go to go throughout life. It's because the woman already knows really who they know your they know understand the roles, the natural roles a little bit more than I think we do sometimes. And they understand that this the whole point of this game is to control masculinity. Because if they bring, can bring the it, yeah, bringing it so, full circle. Bring it. What they, uh, we were talking about earlier. If they can control your masculinity, this is why they once they once they kind of know that they got you, they move on. Because basically, then they understand that if you over here, if you in love with one woman, if you're showing that much emotion over one woman, if the motherfucking stock market collapse right now. You're gonna be focused about a fucking female instead of focusing all the energy towards changing that motherfucking changing the motherfucking economy. She gonna like, be looking at you crazy, like she gonna be looking at you crazy because you know why? Because if every man fucking did that, we would we would die off. Yeah, we would die off. So this is where that shit, this it's an evolutionary tactic. They that shit is is harsh like this because they keeping us in motherfucking check. They keeping us in a yeah. way the woman is letting you know. I'm not as society's taught you that I'm that I'm important when in reality it's a lot more other shit important than a woman out here. And yeah. they, they don't they, they don't and you know certain women say they want to be 
put up on a pedestal, but most of the time they don't, man. Like the in reality, they don't want a nigga worshiping them with compliments all day, every day. You it's know a, what I'm saying? It's a weed out strategy. If you're a weak ass, see, they doing all this shit to weed out a weak man out. Because if you're a nigga that's giving her compliments, if you're a nigga that is, if you if you're spending your motherfucking time a day giving your giving out compliments on Instagram, spending your motherfucking time a day jumping in a women in bitches DMs, spending your motherfucking time over the day trying to figure out how to make your woman happy, she knows this nigga is not figuring out how to end world hunger. This nigga is not. <laughs> This nigga's not taking that energy to figure out how to end homelessness. Like, so that makes you all automatically like a beta male because you're not really focused on on the shit that can keep what's, us living. Yeah, what's truly important. Exactly, because the, the woman understands that we need to have a, figure out a way to keep this shit going. And if, if, the, if we sit back worrying about getting some pussy, worrying about validating women all day long, we would cease to exist. So Really, what we what we in right now? These are all tactics to weed all the beta males out. See, it took me a while to realize that shit. It's all a weeding out process. It's a, and it's in current twenty nineteen, the weeding the weeding the weeding out system is heavier than you can fucking imagine. You got social media. This is they weed niggas out every day on social media. Are you liking all these bitches' pics? You think you fucking? Nope. You comment on her pics? Nope. You jumping in her DMs? Nope. You're not like it's it's always kind of tight as the way it's gonna appease you as a man to do something that you think is gonna really work when at the end of the day they just weeding your weak ass out. You buying her drinks? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Why you, you open it you opening the door for her? Nope. <laughs> because they understand at the end of the day it's shit out here that's more important than, than this love shit, dude. It's it's this is why we are where we at. Because back in the day you think they was worried, bro. You think they was worried about sitting around Pulling bitches while they got saber tooth tigers knocking on their motherfucking door. Right. Hell fucking no. No, nigga, no, no, no. You see, we live in a society right now where we ain't got all these inherent threats no more. And what's what's had to happen is we still gotta we gotta still keep that instinctual mindset. So what what's happened is this shit has went to a higher level. Like this shit, the same evolutionary tactics and and shit that's been used. It's just taken to a higher motherfucking level now because now we don't necessarily we gotta create a certain we gotta we gotta spark our instinct somehow and we don't have these saber tooth tigers walking around and motherfucking walking around every day these big ass bears and mammoths and shit that we gotta sit up here and defend ourselves on we don't have that shit anymore but we are still animals so what that's leaked into is our relationships social interactions. We're doing the same type of shit, but we're doing that shit on the mental realm because we are like on a on a higher level now, in a way. That's all it is, <laughs> and it ain't nobody fault that we don't know that shit, but us, yep. especially with internet. It ain't no excuse that you don't know anything. It ain't no excuse that you don't know yourself. Find anything you want on the internet. It ain't no excuse no more, and like it makes it even more. It makes it even worse now if you don't even know who you are. If you if you validate when you you had the power to walk away. But also, you have the power to figure shit out. That shit be... <laughs> I probably said it before on the other podcast, but, man, that shit be so cringe. Like, when you see your homies, sometimes y'all be out and niggas be validating girls and shit. Like, damn, you look good. You pretty as hell. Like, man, I just... Every time I see it, I just I just cringe. Like, I just like, bro, you do not have to do this. She wants to give you attention. You don't have to give her attention, bro. You like, are the prize. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't like, if you don't realize that shit, then you automatically gonna lose. Yeah. 
you are the prize, G. Like, you got to understand, like, this shit, we are, like, we as above, so below. You see that big-ass fucking sun? And that motherfucker, that motherfucker shine so bright, you ain't got no choice but to motherfucking notice that this motherfucker's out, right? Yeah. Same with us niggas walking around here. This You supposed to shine like the motherfucking sun. You go into a room, niggas feel your energy. Yeah. You know, this, is a, this is a trick that you already kind of have, like, and you got to understand that shit. <laughs> You are the prize, man. Like, but I think that's a good stopping point. But I wanted to ask the audience some research I've been doing is <laughs> this is kind of this kind of going kind of segue into it, right into it. What I was saying about a couple podcasts ago is I was doing research and the fact that the highest rates of HIV in the United States happens to be in the uh, city of Atlanta state of Georgia, and actually I checked the map out last night, and it's, uh, actually the highest levels is in the dirty south, basically. <laughs> dirty mm. south. Um, and, uh, Georgia and Florida. The biggest, the highest city with, uh, HIV positive individuals per capita is in Atlanta. Mm. But, what's also in DeKalb County? What's, what's also in that area? What's, what, what headquarters is also there? The CDC. They've been there longer than this HIV epidemic. And I always want to ask <laughs> the audience. <laughs> I always want to kind of ask the audience, you know, because uh, I'm sitting up here feeling like it's kind of, is it a correlation with this? Oh, and uh, Atlanta is uh, predominantly black, by the way. It's, it, you know, <laughs> I'm going to ask the audience, don't you, find it, don't you find it kind of ironic that the headquarters of the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention is in the same city in the same area that also kind of, that also has the highest level of HIV positive and, se- and sexually transmitted disease. I mean, 1970, 51% of Atlanta was black. 2010, 54% of Atlanta is black or African American or indigenous. And we always been here, we always will be we'll always be here. But I found it kind of I found it kind of strange that all this all this research that we do, all this all this money that we put into into funding, how the motherfucking headquarters can still be like how they ain't figured this shit out yet? Are they the ones putting this shit out in the community? Is that why they are the head? Why would that be the head headquarters there? The CDC is the headquarters. They also control vaccines. I mean, the headquarters are one of the most predominantly black cities. Yeah, people call Atlanta the new mecca. So I said. And you know, with the fires going to LA, I said this before. When we went to when we went to Atlanta, I said this is gonna be the new Hollywood. Yeah, Tyler Perry just bought all that land out there for his uh, studio. And it's really looking like that's gonna be the new Hollywood. But his actually his studios is bigger than Disney, Fox. He got so much land out there, like mm-hmm. it's crazy. I, I will say this, uh, you know, even with even with, you know, I think it's I think it's something going on with. How they, I think that city is under a lot of social engineering, like a lot of uh, in, like um, social engineering. I guess you know. I think I think that city is under some 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 crazy shit, which is where the spike of homosexuality came from. And it got it all has to do with the drugs in these cities. These drugs that see in these big ass cities like that, they not smoking loud, dog. <laughs> they smoking chemical G G seventeen. Shit, shit. <laughs> in Chicago, you know what a Tuca blunt really is? Yeah, they might have been. They might have called it a real pack. Nah, them niggas are smoking G thirteen 
before that motherfucker hit the streets everywhere else. Wait, look up what G13 really that G13 is a that's the chemical name of that motherfucking strain, bro. That is, down. That's that's the military chemical name for that strain of marijuana. And I ain't gonna lie, that G13, that shit is fucking crazy. I know you you I mean? you brought that shit up several times, like off uh <laughs> off uh recording. When we weren't recording, you brought that up plenty of times. Hey, that, that G13, bro, like cause I'm gonna tell you, like, I'm gonna all right, I'm gonna add this and I, you know, we can finish up. I'm gonna add this about the marijuana too, because it is being tempered with, but see, if you're a natural being, your DNA has the power to heal at an instant. Right. It has the power to adapt and evolve. So even with these GMO weed, even with the GMO weed and all and or weed in general, with the weed or whatever, I'm not the one I'm not one of the proponents to say that this that the research chemo the research chemicals should prevent you from smoking it. Because I still feel like at the end of the day, your body is your body's still getting if you put yourself in the right environment, if you put yourself in the right mindset, if, you eat, if you're eating the right foods and you got the right mindset, you can still use mar- marijuana in a way to where you can um, use its, its medicinal properties, even THC. Absolutely. Man, I've had the most, the craziest spiritual, the, the craziest spiritual experience. Man, of the G13, I remember, man, I felt like I was looking at myself out of my body, my G. Like, I, I ain't going to lie to you, like an out-of-body experience, but it wasn't even a negative one. But what also do I do? I don't really drink like that. Weed is really was the only thing I really was smoking like that. Don't do no other other drugs. I don't even really be out here just fucking around and transferring my energy to females like that. I don't eat meat. I work out. I keep I keep my, my, my sage and my incense lit. I sun gaze. I moon gaze. I do all that other shit to where... I'm not smoking no G13 and trying to go out here and do drive-by. See, that's the difference. Right. That's the difference. That's why I say G. They, they was giving them niggas G13 in Chicago back in 08. Because that city, if you are, if you in a negative mind frame, if you smoke weed, all it's going to do is push out all that negative energy. That's the whole point. Behind, that's the whole research behind it. When they make that TAC, con- that's what TAC does, I think. It just allows you to manifest. And I, What is the earth element? Weed is the earth. Weed is a, it, weed is a symbolic. It's, it's, it, symbol, it symbolizes the earth element. Weed does. What is the key? What is the key component of of earth? It's the power to manifest. So that means if you smoking motherfucking butter, you ain't on your P's and Q's and other aspects. Then you start to realize why wow, you get drug tested and you lose you lose your job. Then you start to realize why all these negative shits happening to you because you smoking the same thing that we that we use to manifest shit, but you're trying to manifest all that negative energy that you got. True. So if you if you on your P's and Q's and you got you got good energy, you can still use weed. You can still smoke weed to manifest the power because that's what that shit was used for to manifest shit, to manifest shit in the spiritual realm to bring it into the physical realm. That's why I say back in Chicago, and these and these and these crazy cities, the whole city's under a negative negative mindset. And most people that smoking that shit. Only thing they they smoking the weed. Only thing that was allowing them to do is to push out all that negative negative energy that they had and manifested all that negative energy. So that's why I say that that's where the negative aspect of the research chemical with marijuana comes from. But it ain't nobody fault but your fault that you're not a vegetarian or a vegan or that you ain't working out or that you ain't you know you ain't doing the P's and Q's to balance your energy out to where if you smoke that shit you manifest some good shit. That's how I view it. <laughs> And on that note, I think this will uh, conclude 
part two of uh, episode 17. Um, as always, be sure to uh, like, share, and uh, follow us on SoundCloud at Divine Council Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Divine, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-D-I-V-I-N-E. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hey, just uh, give us a, a five-star rating. You know, that helps with visibility, you know, to get yep. our name out there. Anything helps, you know. This is the, we we view this as not just a divine, not divine council, not just uh Monquay and Stefan, but this is a collective. And you know, if we can get the message out, it just ain't gonna do nothing but strengthen strengthen the whole the whole platform, the whole council. Um, yeah. So, you got anything else to say? Nah, I think you know we said what we had to say for you know this for for this episode. I think we got we left them with enough of uh enough water to digest on and you know we just got to get back to it all right well on that note i'm stefan this your boy monquay and until next time peace